Good afternoon from the Sugar City Studios in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, historic Johnson Square, North Point of View. Dr. Walter Kimsey. Hey, good, good afternoon. afternoon. How you doing, man? Great, great. And you? I'm great. Hey, we are, I think this might be our last podcast for season one. We'll be rolling into season two uh, here shortly. May have a few uh, guest speakers, right? Exactly. We're going to need them because... We get those questions from folks. We're sharp guys, but nobody knows enough. So we'll have to talk to our other friends who know stuff and, and ask them the questions. Uh, absolutely. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. And by the way, if you guys have some some topics you want to throw our way, you can email uh, Walter or myself, and we'll crank it up. So last episode, this is sort of. Uh, oh, by the uh, way, can we move the teleprompter for the next series? Getting tired yeah. of reading from the teleprompter down below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to upgrade some of this. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. The story that you and I talked about the other day that came out last week in the Wall Street Journal, and I'm, I'm not saying, I'm just asking, but the article basically said that the Fed wasn't going to change rates, wasn't going to do anything until the end of 2023. And I mean, that was just like putting on like a sweater that's like two sizes too small and itchy. I mean, I just, I was like, what the heck? How, how are you going to say over two years from now, the Fed's just going to sit there with their hands in their pockets, no matter what the world does? And it just sort of didn't make sense to me, unless I'm missing something. So, Walter, let me know what I'm missing. All right, a couple of things. Let's, um, let's put a framework in place here, because that always helps All right. you know, understand. The classical economists from the 19th century, they didn't have a lot of data, but they had to work with what they had. And they showed that the that GDP, as we know it, is really a bunch of output times the price that the output is sold at. So we call that P times Y. And if the P is growing very fast, or if it, the growth rate of the price level is inflation. Okay, so you got PY. Now we have money. And the money that we have is not as big as the nominal GDP because the money, the amount of money we have in the economy changes hands. You know, it used to be roughly four times uh, a year, a dollar would change hands. I buy from you, you buy from him, he buys from me. So, and then I buy from him. In my house, it's going a lot faster than that. But anyway, keep going. But that's the whole point. (laughs) So what's, so you take the money supply times the velocity at which it circulates through the economy and that has to be equal to nominal GDP. Now, you can change this into rates of change and say the growth rate of money plus the growth rate of velocity must be equal to the growth rate of prices plus the growth rate of output. Okay. I'm with you so far. Okay. So, by the way, you get there by taking the logarithmic derivative. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Throw something more quantitative in here, right? Put my pen down. I got it now. So anyways, if you rearrange the terms, it says that inflation equals the growth rate of money plus the growth rate of velocity minus the growth rate of GDP. So those are the three things driving inflation. The money supply has grown a lot. We're talking big double digits. So immediately everybody, especially some, you know, folks who like to dabble in economic discussions go, oh my gosh, it's too much money chasing too few goods. We're going to explode in inflation. Go buy land. Go buy gold. And, which, by the way, is not a great hedge for inflation. Buying dividend stocks is a much better hedge. But anyways... Well, that's season two. Right. That I'll is season two. Make a note. All right. So, 
What has Velocity been doing? Velocity has been falling almost in proportion to what the money supply has done. So the big money print is not being accompanied by Velocity staying stable. It's actually falling. I looked it up on on the Federal Reserve. Is that savings rates and things like that? Yeah, so saving rates are way up. And then a lot of people just are keeping more money parked in their checking accounts. Right. Like me, I'm holding now three times as much money in my checking account as I used to because I can't. Right. The, so velocity's down. So velocity's down. And, and, and remember, it's money supply growth plus velocity growth minus GDP growth. Okay. And what's GDP been doing in the last four quarters? Just accelerating. I mean, right now, a survey of the CEOs, which is generally always too bearish, has the economy growing. Last time they surveyed them on the on the round table, they said 3.7% growth for 2021. Now they're saying five. Five, yeah, I but, saw five and a half the other yeah. day, maybe six, I mean, yeah. Six. And they're economists like me who are saying six plus. Wow, okay. Okay, I mean, I have an upside number that would stun everybody, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is if GDP growth is very high, that's it's because of productivity growth as well, because the population isn't growing. So what's driving GDP is a lot of productivity growth, and productivity is the enemy of inflation. So inflation rates being pretty low, you know, you know I know 4% sounds like a lot because we've been living with two, but four is still pretty low. Right. right? You and I have lived in places where inflation had three, four, five digits to it, right? You know, I grew up with 100% inflation most years in, in, in Brazil, and then when I went back a couple of years later, summer visit from school, it had accelerated to 5,000%. Yeah, Zimbabwe in 2005, the, the currency actually had expiration dates on it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, okay, so 4% inflation versus yeah. 2%. Oh, come on, seriously, Not give a me a break. Deal. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of other things to worry about. Right. So, but right now, the money supply grew a lot, the velocity dropped a lot, and GDP is growing very strong, mostly because of productivity. And if you know what a, a you know, the supply demand chart where you have a price on one axis, quantity on the other. Yep. Okay. So the, the intersection of supply and demand essentially establishes the price level. Yep. If you increase productivity, you're pushing the supply curve to the right. Yep. There's more stuff being produced right. at, a, at a lower cost. And what happens is there's price too level. much in the market, the prices drop. Yep. So you've got all kinds of things pressing against inflation. The only thing pressing for inflation is how much money was printed. And that's where I take exception to these articles. And I think one of the things the writer said was, well, just because uh, and, you know everybody was wrong about inflation picking up in, after 08, 09 with all that money, doesn't mean you're going to be wrong a second time. I agree with that, but I think that's absolutely irrelevant because it all depends on these other factors that I talked about. And until we see velocity rise and catch the Fed by surprise, that would, which would create a real structural inflation. Because right now the inflation we're seeing is because last year we shut the economy down. Last year, May, oil traded at minus $35 a yeah, barrel. Right. Okay, so you're gonna compare- For a day, but yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, so what's the percentage increase in the price of oil from last May? Oh my goodness, it's, a, it's, not a, it's not a regular number, that's for sure. Right, anomaly. Right, so what really matters is in the coming months, do we see that velocity of circulation pick up? Do we see, you know, money supply drop in proportion to that or not? And and if if that doesn't happen, then yeah, you have a need to raise interest rates to to get people to put more money in the bank and earn interest and and keep it simple. Right. So, anyways, I think that's where we are. 
as always, Walter, uh, it's fascinating. Great being with you. Enjoy this time together, and we'll hang out uh, next uh, little bit. Jump off on season two. Yeah, exactly. Great. Just get some questions. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Take care. See you soon.